0: Welcome to the Cornerstone Truth New Creation Podcast. Each week we'll explore fundamental truths about the genuine love of Christ being manifest through His people, the Church. During these studies, we will discover that the sincere love of Christ flows from a pure heart, a good conscience, and a sincere faith. This is the goal of our instruction, and we are so thankful you're listening today. So let's uh, continue moving on, and I want you to grab your lesson plans uh, for those of you who have them, and uh, also, too, if you would open your Bibles to the book of Psalms in chapter 16 and verse 11, Psalms chapter 16 and verse 11, and I know that most all of us probably have this memorized, and, uh, you know, it's really awesome when you do, but then to begin to break it into its component parts is very exciting, and I hope you'll see that this morning. Uh, This is a prophecy about Jesus Christ, his anticipation and excitement about going to heaven, and uh, also, too, what he is looking forward to in heaven. It says here, you will make known to me the path of life. In your presence is fullness of joy. In your right hand, there are pleasures forever. We're going to begin with, uh, in your presence is fullness of joy this morning. In the presence of God, there's fullness of joy. In the presence of the Father, there is fullness of joy. And you know, if fathers are good fathers, they should bring joy to their sons. They should bring encouragement to their sons, and they should build their sons up, and their daughters. I don't have any, but for those, it's so important. We need to recognize and understand that the scriptures are written as they are for us, that we might manifest the very character of God himself. And so as we read this morning in the next passage of scripture, the word truth that we're about to read is the Greek word aletheia, which remember, Jesus is the aletheia. Remember he said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one gets to the Father but through me. That word truth is the same word truth that we're going to read this morning. And so just as Jesus listened to his Father and only spoke what his Father spoke, And as Jesus only did what his father told him or showed him to do, so this morning, help us to have that right mindset about being the sons and daughters of our Father who is in heaven. And so let's read 3 John, verse 1 through verse 6. Little John, the littlest of the Johns, 3 John, and verses 1 through 6. And many of you have have heard this uh, little passage before. It's really a fantastic passage. We usually read just verses 1, 2, and 3. But for the context of our lesson this morning about being in the presence of God, having asked God to teach us how to walk in his path, this is so appropriate. So let's read that together. Third John 1 through 6. The elder, meaning John, the elder to the beloved Gaius, whom I love in truth. Beloved, I pray that in all respects you may prosper and be in good health, just as your soul prospers. For I was very glad. I was very glad when the brethren came and testified to your truth. That is how you are walking in truth. I have no greater joy than this, to hear of my children walking in the truth. Beloved, you are acting faithfully in whatever you accomplish for the brethren and especially when they are strangers and they have testified to your love before the church. You will do well to send them on their way in a manner worthy of God. Notice he talks about them walking in the truth and how that that just brings such great joy to him as their spiritual father. And you know, I am so excited when my sons do right things and say right things and and live right things and live like Christ. That's so exciting for me. It's one of the greatest joys, honestly, in my life. So I can really relate to this. But one of the most crushing things in my life has also been when my sons have made choices where it's like, oh, it's like white knuckle, oh. Now I know none of you have ever had that. And my sons only maybe once or twice. So moving on. We need to recognize and understand that what brings us great joy is our sons and daughters. What brings God great joy is when we as his sons and daughters walk in his way, walk in the truth, walk on his path. And we also need to recognize and understand something else. You know, when you please your father... When you please your dad, it's kind of awesome to see his countenance light up. It's kind of awesome to hear him say, wow, that was so awesome. I, was just, I really appreciate that a lot. You see, and it's also amazing when you have that mindset, when you are living in that state of peace and contentment and joy, that other people around you enjoy being around you. So it's absolutely amazing when you recognize the truth of this passage this morning. And so I want to say uh, happy Father's Day to all the parents, uh, fathers out there and uh, I received a note from my son Jacob this morning and uh, he was up very early. I guess that fire life gets you out of bed early and he was telling some exciting stories about some of the stuff he, he got to do just recently and uh, but I won't go into those stories because it's pretty gross. But anyway, I guess firefighters really get excited about "Ah," charging into the fray and and helping. And yet this morning it was up very early. Really, I get up at four. I got up a little bit earlier than that this morning. And uh, this message came through this morning uh, right around five o'clock. Happy Father's Day, Dad. I I really wish I was there to give you a hug and a pat on the back this morning. I want to thank you for all the time and effort you put into Andrew, Ryan, and I actions and decisions you have made based on God's word have set us up for success and given us a great opportunity to have the same effect on our future children. Yes, future children. Anyway, I'm not excited about being a grandfather. I'm really not. Liar. Anyway, so (laughs) I love you so much and want to thank you for following Christ And being that example of what a true man should be. Well, that, I was, got really choked up in my office this morning. And uh, I'm sure that God was smiling. He goes, see, do you see how I feel when you you do it right? Do you see? And so, uh, man, I just praise God this morning for that letter. And I got to remember, I need to be always thankful and praising God for my Father in heaven. Because of all that he has done to help me. You know, the scripture teaches that as a husband, and as a father, you need to be a great leader, a great provider, and a great protector. That's what it says in the scriptures. And Jesus is a great leader and a, and a great provider and a great protector. And we're supposed to walk in the truth. And that brings joy to everyone. It brings joy to our heavenly father It brings joy to our children and our wives. It brings joy to our brothers and sisters in Christ, and it brings joy to those who are not yet Christians. This passage of scripture this morning blew me away because as I was going through it and meditating on it and thinking about it, a bunch of things popped up, and I hope that I can communicate to you that when we walk in the path of God, that's the first part of Psalms 1611, when we walk in the path of the Lord, when we walk in his ways, which are goodness and kindness and gentleness and mercy and humility and forgiveness and forbearance and patience, and all of those amazing, wonderful aspects or character qualities of Christ when we walk in Christ, that really does impact those around us and it impacts our relationship with the father we get to sit in heaven with him and we get to look into his face any time and all the time that we want to by looking into the pages of the mirror which is the scriptures and we are transformed he does that for us it's absolutely awesome and so this morning i pray that you'll recognize that in the presence of god there is fullness of joy and so this morning when we look at this this first passage of scripture, uh, fullness of joy. The word fullness there, point number one, a defining presence uh, with fullness of joy. The word fullness is an interesting word there in the Hebrew language. Uh, it says here that this word uh, fullness is uh, to fill up and be satisfied. Not to overfill. Because how many know sometimes you get overfilled, it's like... Ugh. It's just the perfect feeling so that you're perfectly satisfied. So the fullness here is a perfect feeling. It comes from the root word satisfaction, lacking in nothing. So the fullness of joy is the right kind and the right amount of joy in every relationship and in every situation. That's what God's talking about. So in his presence, there is fullness of joy. Now, if you're a Christian this morning, you know that Christ is in you, right? And that you know that you're seated with him in the heavenly places, in Christ Jesus, far above all rule and authority. So we are in his presence. And we can speak with him any moment of any day, of any hour. He's always present. As was shared last week, I don't know if it was Jeff or if it was Blake, But you know, God is never far away from us. What's the problem? Do you remember from last week? We move away from God. So if you feel like God's abandoned you, he has not. You might want to look to yourself to, to ask the question, am I dwelling in my mind on things above where I'm seated with God in Christ Jesus? Am I focused on things that he has shared with me of who I am and the power that I possess. And and Blake did a great job this morning. I believe that you would recognize that, is that when we look at things as they are in this world, we get totally freaked out. But a transcendent faith, and these people, by the way, in 1st or 3rd John, had a transcendent faith. They were looking to Jesus, the author and perfecter of their faith. Their eyes were set on things above, and they were walking faithfully in all their acts, and their love was overflowing to even the strangers. That they had a reputation. That's what we should have. What joy there was. And so this fullness is absolutely amazing. And it's fullness in his presence. Remember what presence means? The Hebrew word, panah. I think I pronounced it right. It means to turn the face to, to look towards. Eyeball to eyeball. God intended that we would assemble each week on the first day of the week together eyeball to eyeball to be encouraged and this flat screen that I'm looking at I know there's people out there listening boy it'd be nice to see you face to face I know we are but flat screen's not as good as 3D and so as God designed us to interact in 3D three dimensions So we could actually shake hands, so we could actually smile and read body language, the wholeness of the body. God desired that. So my prayer is, is that we would recognize that when we're in his presence, we recognize we're in his presence and we draw near to him as he is always near to us. But what does this word joy mean? You know, immediately when you hear joy, oh, I know what joy means. I don't know about you, but that's oftentimes, oh yeah, I joy. Are you enjoying the day? Uh, Well, maybe you're not happy with the day. Are you enjoying the day? What do you mean by that? That's a great question. I'm glad that you asked. Joy is absolutely amazing. I looked up this Hebrew word. I've looked up joy in the Greek, and it wasn't as beautiful and as robust as it is here in the Hebrew language. And you know what's really awesome? is the reality of joy is not dancing around with a big smile. Oh, I'm so happy, I'm so joyful. Jesus was not dancing around with a big smile on his face when they were whipping him to death and crucified him. And yet he had fullness of joy because he is fulfilling his father's will. Let's take a look at the Hebrew word there. And I want you to do your own little study. The Hebrew word for joy, to be blithesome. Ooh, that sounds not good. To be blithesome, with exceeding gladness of heart, a deep sense of pleasure and contentment. Now, that one's a little bit easier for us to get our hands on. A deep sense of pleasure and contentment. Now, I wish that I was so technologically savvy. Maybe someday I will be that way or we'll have a Uh, someone come in and kind of walks on water that can do all these amazing tech stuff but there's a picture of my wife Sharon and some of you have seen this picture there was sheer joy and you know even 2d it was it, it glows out of the 2d picture of my wife Sharon and someone had sent her one of those little snuggle blankets and uh, those little snuggle blankets, I mean, you put them on you and instantaneously you are warm. And some of the young people in our, our young people's group come over to house and they borrow Sharon's little snuggle blanket. And uh, Julie's not here because she'd be smiling because she's the one that grabs it. You're the right, Heidi? She grabs the snuggle blanket. I have a picture of Sharon when she first got it. And, I mean, I've given her a lot of stuff in life, you know. I get her lot of trouble, too, as you probably <laughs> well know, but that's not a snuggle blanket. She, I think she got a snuggle blanket from Jackie Gawaltney, I think is who it was from. Yes, she's conferring. And I got a picture of her, and she's got this snuggle blanket. She looks like she's like four years old and just like, oh, I'm so happy. I'm so, what is the word? I am so, have such a deep sense of pleasure and contentment. Contentment. Now, that picture's on the internet somewhere. Maybe I'll post it just so you guys can see. And I know that you'll go, wow, he was right. See, she's even smiling now. Yep, it was just that. She's even red. It must have been really true. You see, that's what joy is. It's not the smiley, although, yes, you can smile. It's not the dancing around, and yes, you can dance around. David, you know, joyfully danced unto the Lord. I'm not dancing for you, by the way uh but it was this deep seated pleasure and contentment because of the relationship because a relationship is so right you see this joy the root word for this joy is to brighten up to cheer up to make glad to cause to rejoice To be released from all burdens. So like burdens just melt away. You're saying, "Wow, I wish I had some of that joy. But we can have that joy. In fact, we do have that joy if we set our mind on things above. Where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Because that's where we're at. You know, honestly, if you think about that, if you embrace that scriptural truth that we've talked about several times, if you're seated with him in the heavenly places... All the crazy stuff that's going on in the world right now, if your mind is focused on where you're headed, your citizenship is in heaven, even though things get super crazy in this world, if your mindset is in the presence of God, you can have pleasure. And you can have this this contentment. And you're saying, that's impossible in this crazy environment. It's impossible if we focus on the mess, But if we look at the opportunities that have come, the opportunities to reach out to people who are really hurting and to reach out to them via email or or via phone call or or if they're okay with non-social distancing, which I'm really okay for, it's amazing what ends up happening. Their hearts are touched. Their hearts are warmed, And the worries of the world, are you ready? Melt away. Because they feel, I'm in this together, and this person has confidence, and this person has hope, and this person has purpose and meaning. That's us. That's us. And the Lord is pleased with that. How many of you know that Jesus grew up in a world that was absolutely godless? I mean, even the religious people were godless let alone the godless people being godless. He came into the world and it was so dark, the light came into the world, he said. Now you're saying, well, this is a very dark world. You're right, it is. But there are more Jesuses in the world today. He said it was for our benefit that he'd go away, that he'd give us his Holy Spirit. Because we would come from the water grave of immersion and we'd come out as sons and daughters of light, the same exact light that he is. And that light involves joy, fullness of joy. If you don't believe you have fullness of joy, you're going to act like that. But if you recognize that you have fullness of joy, you will rise above the noisy crowd and the clamor, and you will do what God has called you to do. You'll be the salt and the light. You'll change the world. Now to what Blake was going to read, but I asked him if I could read it. I sent emails to city councilors, mayors, to uh, Lane County commissioners. And I was got this response from one of the, the city councilors. I received a desperate request by a, a Springfield city council member asking me to send my email that I'd sent to him uh, to all the city councilors of Springfield and also to Eugene and the local School superintendents and the school boards, as, way, as well as Lane County commissioners and my state representatives. He actually asked me, Would you please take that email that you sent me? And I'm not going to give his name. He said, And I will send you, I will send you if you ask, I'll send you what he sent me. But you can tell in his voice, he was asking for me to desperately do that. He said, I'm a thousand percent behind making sure that our police are not only held accountable, but they're as professional and they are fully funded. So he understands the nature of some bad apples have made it awful for a lot of good ones, and that accountability is important. But he was asking me to send that letter to everybody else that has a profound impact on making sure that those men and women in blue are not hamstrung. You know what, if people, if police officers keep getting uh, left out and, and left behind, we have a good brother in Christ who's going to have to do more shifts. And you know what happens when you work without sleep? What happens? Dangerous. Have you been praying every day for, for him? I pray every morning and every night for him. And I have a list of officers, men and women, I pray for every night and every morning because they're having to pull double duty. They're having to do shift after shift. And when you get tired, you can get killed. Isn't that right, Jeff? So you think, oh well, no problem. I don't want to go and have to mourn my brother. We, as the salt and the light, have tools available to us as Americans We can have joy in this great craziness, joy of doing the right thing. I don't know about you, but honestly, I've been empowered by this craziness because then I get to make a choice. Am I going to live by faith or am I going to live by sight? And I hope you know with the constant emails and the constant texts and the constant calling that I haven't backed away, I've actually got excited. So I sent an email out to all of you and I made it so easy. I gave you all the names of all of the county commissioners and, and if I didn't send it to you, I'm sorry, I'll send it to you, you need to let me know. But I gave you an, a, a positive, thanks Jeff, a very positive email that you could, you could change up a little bit and you can send it to county commissioners. You can send it to school board members. You can send it. All I gotta do is personalize a little bit and you can just go hit the email address, paste, copy, it took me about four hours to get it all put together. And then and then Melissa took about 30 seconds to proof it. And then I sent it out. Be the salt, be the light. Enjoy changing the world for good. Brethren, let's talk about walking in his presence now and how that brings fullness of joy. We already looked at that John 3, but let's look at 3 John one through six, once again, it's absolutely amazing what he says here. Listen to this, this this verse, verse two. Beloved, I pray that in all respects, you may prosper and be in good health just as your souls prosper. Well, I've written that to some people. Think about what he's saying. I hope you're in good health just like your soul prospers. Now, that could be a good thing for some. And it could be a scary thing for others. But look at verse 3. What does he say here? He says, For I was very glad. I was rejoicing exceedingly when brethren came and testified to your truth. That is, how you're walking in the truth. Notice, here is John. He's exceedingly joyful. That exceedingly joyful means full of joy, just like the Hebrew writer said, full of joy. Exceedingly joyful very glad. Very glad is kind of a weak sauce kind of statement. Sorry, New American Standard, you dropped the ball on that one. But exceeding rejoicing, as King James says, that's awesome. And now that you know what joy is, he was really deeply moved because of what? This man, the spiritual father of Gaius and others, was so moved with joy, deep, pleasure and contentment for this wonderful beautiful mature life of his children why because of two things look at verse four excuse me look at verse five beloved you are acting faithfully in whatever you accomplish for the brethren in other words they're acting in faith to build the brethren especially those who are strangers. They have testified to your love. They're sacrificing themselves. Look at the two things that brought joy. Acts of faith and the sacrifice of love. The sacrifice of love. Wow, that's beautiful. So guess what? If you go back to Psalm 16 and verse 11, do you remember the first statement? Make me know thy ways, O Lord make me know the path of life, right? And then the next phrase is, for in your presence, there is fullness of joy. Those two go together. For the word therefore actually means because. Because in your presence, there's fullness of joy. You know, when we are full of joy, it touches everyone around us. When you are not full of joy, it touches everyone around us. You can see it in the facial expressions and in the body language. There's an energy that comes from people. And so it's so important for us to recognize this guy is so excited. Walking in the truth, aletheia, walking in the Lord Jesus Christ, walking and living just like Jesus, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, goodness, faithfulness, and self-control, The father is well pleased with that. The heavenly father is. The spiritual father is. And of course, the children working together are very pleased about that. And of course, those strangers who are not yet Christians obviously are blessed. (laughs) Note, acting faithfully, loving sacrificially is going to bring joy to our heavenly father. And it's going to bring joy to our earthly spiritual fathers. That's it's also going to bring joy to each other. But there's another passage of scripture I found as I was studying presence. And I knew it would fit perfectly for Father's Day. So I'm going to bring it right in this morning. Take a look. You'll see there in uh, Thessalonians. Thessalonians. Or I'm sorry, Psalms 95. We'll get to Thessalonians in a minute. Psalms 95, verse 1, 2, and 3. Now I really encourage you if you want to get the full understanding of this uh, uh, passage of scripture, you read the whole chapter. Psalms. It's very short. It's not very long at all. Ninety-five. It's it's what eleven verses. Can you take a look at verse ten? Take a look at verse ten to start with, and we'll we'll just read it, and then we'll we'll move to verses one, two, and three. What does it say in verse ten? For 40 years, I loathed that generation and said they are a people who err in their heart and they do not know my ways. Did you catch that? I loathe them because they their heart is corrupt. It's not a heart that's a heart after, you know, God. It's a heart after their own desires. And by the way, the 40 years in the wilderness... Were those people the definition of rebellious? Yes, yes or no? Oh, yeah. oh, my. Talk about the definition of rebellion over and over and over and over again. But we're not that way, thank goodness. I know we're not. So this that part doesn't apply to you and me. So just, just, you know, move along. Don't need to worry about that part. <laughs> Hello? Yes, we will sometimes slip into being led by self. The worst of all idols that I talked about. And that's what their problem was. But notice what it says here in verse 10. And said, they are a people who err in their heart and they do not know my ways. Brethren, if you're a Christian this morning. If you're a Christian this morning. And you were immersed in the Christ for the forgiveness of sins to receive the Holy Spirit in obedience to the gospel. You were raised up out of that water grave to walk in newness of life. You were raised up and seated with him in the heavenly places. You are in his presence right now. Those are true statements from the scripture. If you deny those, you deny the faith. For faith comes by hearing the word of Christ. So important for us to recognize these are examples for our instruction to avoid. But now let's look at verse 1, 2, and 3. Look at 95, verse 1, 2, and 3. Oh, come, let us sing for joy to the Lord. Let us shout joyfully to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. Let us shout joyfully to him with psalms. For the Lord is a great God and a king above all gods now think about that for just a minute look at that very first phrase oh come let us sing for joy to the lord and you know what i always ask the who what where why and when questions whenever i read the scriptures and i don't do it sarcastically although you probably could do it sarcastically in this one here it is oh come let us sing joy to the lord why I am pretty miserable right now. Why? I mean, all this crazy nonsense going on. And, you know, just this. Why? Well, we could do that. But the reality of that question really goes back to, my eyes aren't in the right place. If your right eyes are in the right place, no matter what happens to you in very difficult times, that means that God trusts you and knows that you're strong enough To make the right choice to grow from it. Consider all joy, my brethren. Remember that verse? Consider all joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials. Knowing that the testing of your faith makes you stronger. Man, my dad believes in me. He gave me a project that I've never been able to do before. And he's given it to me. And I get to go for it. He must trust me. And you know what's really cool? As you get into that project, you go, "Uh uh-oh, this is a little bit bigger than me. Dad, what do I do next? He'll answer you. This is the awesome thing about God. If you embrace the truth that you're in his presence, you can have joy even in the most difficult of circumstances. You say, well, I've known you a long time, Bill, and I've known that that hasn't always been the case. And I would say, amen, you remember well. So do I. But that does not define me in this moment. That does not define me in this time. You choose in this hour whether all the crazy stuff in your life and my life is going to define you. I'm choosing joy. I'm choosing the relationship with God. I'm thankful we have opportunities to grow. I'm thankful for those. What about you? Because in thanksgiving, There is joy. So let's consider all joy, my brethren. We encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of our faith produces endurance, and then endurance have its perfect result, that you and I may be perfect and complete, lacking in nothing, strong men and women serving the Lord. But what happens if they come for us? I have run the race. I finished the course. And there is now for me a crown of righteousness in heaven. Paul said that, and where did he say it, and why did he say it? You know, don't you? Paul was very joyful. Was he content? Was he peaceful? Did he find pleasure in the fact that's only a few more days. I've run the race. It's been more than a marathon. I fought the good fight of faith. And now the crown that God promised is before me. You know, if you go back and look at that in 2 Timothy in chapter 4, you'll come to find out that he knew the day of his death. They had said, okay, next Thursday, what's your favorite meal? Because that's when you're going to die. He was on death row. Did he have great fear in tribulation? Or did he have great joy in the fact of what was ahead? Where was he focused, brethren? You're saying, well, that's Paul. Well, that's us. This is a mirror. We can look in the mirror and know that fullness of joy, but we must choose it by faith. Here's the power, brethren, knowing where you are and whose you are and what your future holds. The world does not know that. They're terrified. Those who are in churchianity are terrified, and they're going after all sorts of crazy stuff. We don't have to. Look to Jesus the author and perfecter of faith, the one who laid his life down for you. Because you and I, we've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer we who live, but Christ powerfully lives within us. And the life which we now live in this flesh, we live by his faith, the faith of Christ, the one who loved us and laid his life down for us. We can lay our lives down for others just like Jesus now. We can love like those strangers we loved by Gaius and the brethren that John was talking to. We can, brethren. But we must read and we must believe and we must embrace and we must live the truth. If you're not reading every day, it's very difficult to see these things. But I pray that you'll read every day. And even if you don't get something out of it, you know what you're getting out of it? You're getting out the conditioning of your mind to read the truth. Please, I pray. Read and think, read and think, read and meditate. It will change your life and you'll walk on high with God, even in the craziness. Now, brethren, I want to close here with First uh, Thessalonians chapter 5 because we've already looked at the bad news of, of, of Psalms 91 or 95 uh, verse 10. Now, we can shout with joy, but notice it says we can shout with joy. Because there is thanksgiving in his presence. Let's turn with me to 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. Take a look at that passage of scripture. 1 Thessalonians in chapter 5. 16, 17, and 18. Now this is is a great passage because of how it ends. He says here, rejoice always. That word always is actually there in the scriptures at all times rejoice always pray without ceasing hey you know when you're in the thick of the battle sometimes you don't know what to do you can say dad what do i do help me and he'll answer you he will he always will and so pray without ceasing in everything give thanks for this is god's will for you and me for us in christ jesus You know what, when Jesus went to the cross, if you go back and read the book of Psalms, you know, Psalms is actually speaking of the heart of Christ. He was so thankful it was almost done. And you know, when on the cross, he said, it is finished, that was not a sigh of, oh, man. It was like, oh, it's done, I got it done. There's joy in that statement. There's joy in that statement. I got it done. And so he knew the rest God was going to do, obviously, and God did. You see, brethren, it's so important for us to remember that we have a choice to be thankful always. Let's close with two Proverbs that talk about being thankful always, to be joyful always. Turn with me to the book of Proverbs in chapter 15, and we'll close with these two. Proverbs 15 and verse uh, 13 to begin. A joyful heart makes a cheerful face. When the heart is sad, the spirit is broken. You can choose joy. You can choose to be in the presence of the Father. You can choose to embrace the truth that you are seated with him far above all rule and authority and all the craziness in this life. And when you walk according to the will of God, you're going to be rejoicing. You're going to be praying, and you're going to be giving thanks. And people are going to love to hang out with you. I mean, they're just going to. What's the opposite of of rejoicing always? Billy eking consistently. What's the opposite of praying to God? Grumbling under your breath like he doesn't hear. What's the opposite of being thankful? Being ungrateful and whining and complaining for what you got we're the opposite man i like to be around those kind of people don't you people like to be around you when you're that way we need to own it because it's ours in christ jesus search the scriptures it's there and so notice he says a joyful heart makes a cheerful face we're in heaven seated with him where there's fullness of joy fullness absolute perfect joy we are in the presence of perfect joy. I love that. Now do I need to think about that every moment? Uh, some of you go, "Yeah, you should." Yeah, me too. We all should. But look at the next one, 15:15. 15, 15. Proverbs 15:15. 15, 15. All the days the afflicted are bad, but a cheerful heart has a continual feast. Feast or famine? Joyful or woeful? Are you joyful or are you woeful? Are you feasting or are you in famine? It's your choice. You and I have that choice in Christ Jesus. So if your life is woeful right now, stop looking around you and start looking up and know where you're at and whose you are and all that He's given you, every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. It's true. But we must believe it and we must embrace it because that is our reality right now. Whether you embrace it or not, it's your reality. Whether you experience the joy of being in the presence of God, that's your choice. That's your choice. It's your reality, but you can refuse it, you can ignore it, or by faith, you can embrace it and you can own it because it's yours in Christ Jesus. Do you bear the name Christ and Christian? The answer should be yes. If that's true, then you have fullness of joy in him. Let's pray. Lord, I'm so thankful for the blessing of learning these things. A year ago, I didn't know any of this. A year ago, I, w- I was excited about you know, being positive and encouraging people. and it was It was exciting, but nothing like this. It's changed me. It's changing me. And I believe you have allowed us to be at this place at this time with this message because of this time. We have a message to be lived in our lives that will draw all men unto you. It's a message of joy, fullness of joy. Help us to own it because it's ours in Christ Jesus. Help us to live it because his power will allow us to do that. Father, I pray this in your son's name, Jesus. Now, let's all get excited and go tell everybody that Jesus Christ is Lord. Amen. Thank you very much for coming today. I appreciate it. Thanks once again for listening. To download today's lesson plan or find out more about Cornerstone Truth Podcast and our church, please go to www.cornerstonetruth.org. Or email us at the at gmail.com. Have a blessed week.